This is News Today with WDW News Today. I'm Tom Corliss of WDWNT.com. Please like this video, subscribe, and hit the notifications bell to make sure you never miss the latest from the Disney theme parks all around the world. Here now the news for September 7th, 2023. A new report from CNBC chronicles Bob Iger's retirement and Bob Chapek's tenure as the Walt Disney Company CEO, leading to Iger taking the role back in November of 2022. The full story includes office showers, a hippo, references to Mean Girls starring Lindsay Lohan, and references to the Iger sanction starring Clint Eastwood. But a standout quote is Chapek reportedly referring to his approximately three years at the company's head as hell. CNBC spoke to more than 25 people who worked closely with Iger and Chapek at Disney between 2020 and 2022. And Chapek issued the following statement to CNBC through a spokesperson. It's the first statement uh, from Bob or his people since he was uh, let go from the Walt Disney Company. Quote, Bob is proud of the work he did in the course of his 30-year career at Disney, particularly during his nearly three-year run as CEO, steering the company through the unprecedented challenges of the pandemic and setting the course for business transformation as he and his team took the disruptive yet necessary steps for business revitalization and long-term growth. Chapek confided to a friend that his time as CEO of the Disney company, about three years of hell, overshadowed by the fear that Iger wanted his job back. Iger, of course, declined to comment for CNBC's story. Tensions between Chapek and Iger were reportedly high from the beginning of the relationship. Uh, Sherman's report also included an anecdote about Chapek skipping the D23 event, that was Destination D23, at which he had originally been scheduled to appear to make good on a late and reluctant invitation from Iger uh, to his going away party for, at his Brentwood home. Iger thanked dozens of people in his speech that evening, but did not thank Chapek, who later said it was humiliating, though he felt relieved that the tension was out in the open. According to CNBC, the Disney board suggested Chapek take over Iger's expansive office, but Iger loved the office's private shower and wasn't interested in moving. The Bobs agreed that Iger could stay, and Chapek moved into a smaller office on the same floor. CNBC also describes uh, two framed posters in Iger's office. One was a framed collage of newspapers and magazines celebrating Disney's $4 billion acquisition of Marvel in 2009. The other was a parody of the Iger sanction, turning the Eastwood film into the Iger, I-G-E-R, sanction. Uh, the Iger sanction, as CNBC describes, is about an assassin who comes out of retirement for one last job. Though Iger chose Chapek as his successor, he apparently regretted the decision instantly, hence his return to position as CEO. And CNBC quotes Iger's autobiography, The Ride of a Lifetime, when he described former CEO Michael Eisner's relationship with Michael Ovitz. Chapek reportedly began to refer to McCarthy as well, Chief Communications Officer Christina Schock and EVP of Investor Relations Alexia Quadrani as the mean girls. He called people who had a negative view of Disney's future as Eeyores. I'm personally just impressed he knew the name of a character, personally. Another story about Disney's 2022 management retreat sees Chapek skipping strategy sessions to try to show his personable side to other employees. Executives grew frustrated when they found out Chapek was out petting a hippopotamus while they were working. And though Iger originally returned with a two-year contract that was extended into 2026, Disney has reportedly uh, contacted former executives Kevin Meyer uh, and Tom Staggs as possible CEO replacements. Iger passed over both previously for Chapek, but the future of Disney remains unclear at this time. I really invite you to go read the entire story on CNBC. It is very, very long, 
But um, as someone who had to deal with Chapek personally for many years, it is, I was very entertained. Um, there's a lot more in there that we didn't have time to talk about um, here on the show. I also want to clarify something uh, in relation to that Destination D23 story. You may remember we ended up sort of in the middle of that and as well um, got Disney to issue a statement. Uh, Disney's official statement about us was that we had stooped to a new low. Um, and to clarify again, um, Iger's party was the night before Chapek's supposed speaking engagement where he was supposed to open Destination D23 here at Walt Disney World. Um, that being said, I'm not sure, like, the, even the CNBC article is factually inaccurate. It says the speaking engagement was the same day, mind you. That is incorrect. It was the next day. It was the next morning. But also, you know, the last time I flew from Los Angeles to Orlando, um, the flight was, you know, somewhere in the five to six hour range. Um, and if you have a private jet, I think you can cut some time off of that, in fact. Uh, so... Again, to make it clear, was there actually a conflict? No. Um, and, and certainly, you know, one person's inside account of the company versus another person's inside account of the company, which our sources had indicated that internally there was fear that Bob Chapek would be booed on stage at Destination D23. Um, that and the Iger thing could both absolutely be true, and those are different accounts from different people in different areas of the company. But the CNBC article it is it's a spectacular read don't get me wrong um a little bit of fact checking could have gone a long way with the saturday thing um and so i saw some some journalists on twitter um decided to say that that our, our article was just a theory um i think they're both theories i think until we hear from the human being them, themselves whether that be bob chapek in this situation um and even then i mean it, you can certainly tell people what you want to tell people right so you know, I certainly believe that some people in the company thought he missed it just because of the Iger dinner, or maybe that was an easy answer as a way to get out of it, right? Was that an easy way for him to not have a public speaking engagement? Another big part of this article is that uh, he was super nervous about the first time he had to speak on stage during the Q&A session of, of an investor meeting, right? This man did not have confidence on stage at all. Um, so obviously, it's, it's a very easy answer. It's like, well, I guess I'd have to miss the opportunity to talk in front of Disney fans who do nothing but make fun of me on the internet um, to go to this Iger dinner. Um, he chose the lesser of two evils uh, in this case, right? Um, what the truth actually is, we may never know. and may lie somewhere in between. Let us know in the comments what you think. Um, I just was, I was obviously, you know, you know me, ladies and gentlemen. I was particularly annoyed that someone um, used the CNBC article as an opportunity to try to discredit our sources. And... Uh, yeah, and I thought it was funny that the 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 on, the true story that they quoted has a doesn't even have the right day of the speaking engagement listed in it. So uh, think what you will. Let us know in the comments how you feel. Walt Disney World Resort annual pass holders will be able to attend a special shopping event at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex later this month. Pass holders attending the event can enjoy early access to purchase new trading pins and Pandora charms, including Epcot Reimagined. Uh, Pandora Charm, there's a journey into imagination with Figment Charm, a Minnie Mouse Bride, a Grogu Rose Gold as well, and access to a special Pandora Charm just for Walt Disney World pass holders. 
There'll also be 60% off select merchandise, including select apparel, 50th anniversary merchandise, lounge fly items, and Dooney and Burke fashions. There'll be photo opportunities to commemorate the occasion, special food and beverage offerings available for, for purchase. The shopping event will be taking place from September 20th through September 23rd from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily in the Advent Health Arena at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Disney will be using a virtual queue for the event. Pass holders must use the My Disney Experience app to join the virtual queue. A standby queue will not be available. Pass holders can request to join the virtual queue starting at 8 a.m. on the day of the event. They do not need to be at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort to join the queue. And once your group is called, you will have two hours to check in at the complex. Some other details, an eligible activated annual pass is required to attend. You must show your annual pass card, Magic Mobile Pass, Magic Band, or Magic Band Plus, along with valid photo identification when checking in. Everyone in your party must be a pass holder and, and be included in your virtual queue group to attend this merchandise event. Any discounts are for personal use only and may not be used to purchase merchandise with the intent to resell uh, the merchandise, not valid on certain items, and may not be combined with any other discount. Offer or promotion and subject to change without notice. All offerings are subject to change or cancellation without notice as well. A new video was shared to the Disney World Pass Holder Facebook page teasing a new pass holder magnet. The caption on the post reads, it's your lucky day, a new pass holder magnet is coming soon, make your guesses now. The video shows a classic cinema countdown from 3 to 1 and leads to a short image that looks like a classic film teaser. The teaser reads, Walt Disney World presents new magnet, an annual pass holder production, coming soon. The video is entirely in black and white with an old school flickering filter over it to recreate the look of a classic film. Disney has not announced who will be the star of the magnet, but obviously it says lucky, it's in black and white. It's probably going to be Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. They've not announced where this magnet will be available or when either. Guests can get up to a $1,000 Disney Dining promo card when they purchase a non-discounted five-night, four-day vacation package that includes a room at a select Disney Deluxe Resort or Disney Deluxe Villa Resort and theme park tickets. The Disney Dining promo card value will vary by Disney Resort Hotel. The offer is valid for the following arrival dates. Uh, most nights October 27th through November 1st, most nights November 25th or November 29th, most nights December 9th to December 25th, most Sunday to Tuesday nights January 9th through March 5th of next year. Uh, there's a full chart uh, for the Disney Dining Promo Card values on our website. More details about the offer are there as well. If you want to get in on this deal, you should contact our travel agent friends at Be Our Guest Vacations and let them handle the booking process for you. Speaking of Be Our Guest, this program is brought to you by our official travel agent sponsor, Be Our Guest Vacations. Your dream vacation begins with Be Our Guest and their concierge team of expert vacation planners. Head on over to BeOurGuestVacations.com slash WDWNT and their team will design your next magical vacation from the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts to the Disney Cruise Line to Adventures by Disney and more. They're also able to book unforgettable VIP tours where you and your group can experience the ultimate park day. And the best part is their concierge services are 100% free, so book today. Walt Disney World has announced pass holder previews for Epcot's newest attraction, The Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. There will be two opportunities to join a pass holder preview for guests to experience Journey of Water before it officially opens. That'll be the period from September 24th through the 29th and October 1st through October 4th. The second round of cast member previews is happening now and is scheduled to end on September 22nd. Registration is not required, but pass holders will need a theme park reservation for their preferred date. During this preview, pass holders can be among the first to experience the new attraction before it opens to all guests. Those looking to attend the previews will be able to check in and join the standby queue during normal operating hours, uh, though this line will be subject to capacity.
Check-in will be at the entrance of the attraction across from the Coral Reef restaurant. There is a limit of one preview per pass holder, a valid Walt Disney World annual pass holder card, Magic Mobile Pass, Magic Band, or Magic Band Plus is required for check-in, and entry is not transferable. A brand new way to beat the late summer heat is available at Sunshine Seasons in Epcot for those uh, with their ear to the ground. An Oreo milkshake recently debuted as a secret menu item at the quick service restaurant. It's not listed on the menu, but it's available if you ask for it. The Oreo milkshake is $8.99. There's no official ingredient list provided, but it's an ice cream topped with whipped topping and crumbled Oreo cookies. Uh, the review at WDWNT.com, but you have to know to ask for it. Refurbishment continues at Island Mercantile at Disney's Animal Kingdom as cash registers are being relocated throughout the store. The circular registers in the elephant room have been removed with only the octagonal shape on the ground to show where it once was. Now guests are directed to go to a new wall of registers toward the back instead. Uh, the register wall is bee-themed and includes various imagery of bees, owls, tree branches, and honeycomb. It's nice to see this is as themed as what they had before. In some of these story models, we've seen them really rip the theme and the story out of establishment, so I'm happy this is thematic and honestly looks like it's been there all along. Over in the camel room, however, a giant black tarp covers up the circular area registers that once was. The tarp has various rolling carts of apparel parked around it, likely to discourage guests from getting in there. A mobile checkout sign is also on display, showing how guests can use the My Disney Experience app to check out without having to wait in the line. The beaver registers elsewhere in the store appear to be safe for now, though they are presumably next to be demolished. These whimsical registers have logs on all sides that look as though they've been chewed on by a beaver or two. You know, Island Mercantile, one of the most uh, fantastic store interiors in all of Walt Disney World. There actually used to be more in there. There was more hanging from the ceiling. There were several larger camel displays that used to be in the camel room as well. Go look at older photos. It's really interesting interior. And in fact, uh, funny enough, a number of fixtures from the old Island Mercantile interior are now in my bedroom at home. I've used them to decorate with. They were sold at Cast Connection and Property Control years ago. Um, but it's such a cool interior. I'm glad the new registers match. I'm glad they're not gonna ruin it. Um, just because they need to make some operational changes. But I will miss the Beaver Register very dearly. It's a beautiful fixture. I love it. Disneyland has announced a new nighttime entertainment offering coming later this month to the Rivers of America at Disneyland Park. Starting September 29th, this new limited-time offering will tell a short, whimsical tale of a mischievous little frog from the bayou that leaps into the lively heartbeat of New Orleans when he is lured by the jazzy sounds he hears in the distance. Set to a jazz score and utilizing projections, this art installation will animate original artwork by Disney Live Entertainment graphic designer Marcella Marcy Sweat, best known for her chalk art at the Downtown Disney District, including, uh, or during, sorry, say, celebrate soulfully. The heartbeat of New Orleans, a living mural, and Queenie uh, and the Jambalaya Jazz Band will perform at the Rivers of America on select evenings this fall and will run nightly through the holiday season. Queenie and the Jambalaya Jazz Band have been an uh, alternative entertainment option uh, in the wake of the closure of Fantasmic after the massive Maleficent Dragon, of course, caught fire in April of 2023. Disney has said Fantasmic will not return till next year, so they're going to fill in with this. Um, you know, it's not Fantasmic, but uh, live entertainment, live music is such an important part of the fabric of these parks, and we've lost so much of it here in Florida that it's, it's kind of cool to see a live jazz band on the river at Disneyland. And to see this, this is going to be combined with it. They're putting more money and time and effort into it. I think it's a cool little thing. It's not fantastic. It's not on that scale. 
but it's a thoughtful alternative offering that I think will be cute and worth seeing. The new Tiana's Palace restaurant has officially opened to guests in New Orleans Square at Disneyland Park, and Princess Tiana was there to celebrate in a brand new outfit. Tiana's Palace is a retheme of the former French Market restaurant, which closed permanently back in February. The entrance is now marked with balloons on either side of the walkway, along with feathers, ribbons, and Mardi Gras beads. The sign for Tiana's Palace features the restaurant's logo with stylized lily pad art above and below it. The planters around the restaurant have also gotten an upgrade with new tile art installed around the perimeter. The tile art depicts what looks to be white lilies uh, along with green interlocking vines and leaves. The mobile order window is just to the left of the restaurant's entrance. That's a change as well. Here guests can grab their uh, Creole and Cajun inspired fare without having to wait in line. The doors to the restaurant have a new crest celebrating Tiana's love for music and cooking. The crest has a trumpet on the top left, a crown on the top right, a lily flower on the bottom right, and a spoon on the bottom left. The entire crest is in shades of blue and white matching the exterior doors. The menu for Tiana's Palace is to the right of the entrance walkway. The menu begins with two words every person on vacation wants to hear, dessert first. You can check out the full menu, of course, on our website and also Mind you, we are going to have a full video review from Megan and Allie of all the food at Tiana's Palace. Be sure to check that on the channel very, very soon. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. We'll see how quick uh, it comes out. But stay tuned for that. The menu display includes a mobile order QR code to make the process of ordering even easier. And the artwork is inspired by the Almost There musical sequence from The Princess and the Frog. It's the menu she hands out uh, during that number. An allergy-friendly menu is also available. New cast member costumes were unveiled with a floral shirt design, dark trouser, trousers, and an apron featuring the restaurant's logo. Seating for Tiana's Palace is outdoors under a green and yellow canopy. A sign with a lily flower marks the entrance. The perimeter is lined with popcorn lights, giving the area a festive atmosphere. The tables and chairs have been updated as well, with the main part of the furniture uh, now white instead of dark green. The tables now have a marbled white and gold pattern on the tabletop. More seating is available by the mobile order window, though significantly less than the main dining area. And inside is where guests will pick up their food from the various stations situated around the room. A large deep blue glass ceiling hangs overhead, lined with popcorn lights. Tiles on the floor look like small stars, calling back to Ray's sweetheart Evangeline. There are small references to Tiana and the Princess and the Frog throughout the interior, such as these lamps spread throughout the room. The lamps are molded to look like lilies, uh, with their petals nearly translucent as light comes through. And along the back wall, there are many small items to further uh, the restaurant's theme. Among the props inside is the drum for the Firefly 5 Plus Lou, a reference to the band from the movie, which is in turn a reference to the Firef Firehouse 5 Plus 2, a 1950s jazz band led by Disney animation legend Ward Kimball of the Nine Old Men and other animators at the studio. The Louisiana Bayou, as depicted in the film, is once again brought to life in an artistic display. And while we were waiting for the restaurant to open, the Jambalaya Jazz Band was around to play some tunes. Princess Tiana even paid a visit to her new establishment, dressed in a brand new costume for the occasion. The new costume takes inspiration from flapper fashion, but with a Princess and the Frog twist, thanks to the lily pad-esque trim and lily flower at the center of the neckline. Tiana also wears a matching gold headband with her hair short, a gold bracelet, and gold shoes. Again, Tiana's Palace now open at Disneyland. You can read the review at WDWNT.com. You can watch the review right here on our channel very, very soon. The Adventureland Treehouse now has official reopening date from the Disneyland Resort this fall of 2023. 
In a press release shared today, the Disneyland Resort offered details on the return of this iconic attraction. Quote, opening this fall, the Adventureland Treehouse inspired by Walt Disney's Swiss family Robinson will invite guests to journey up wood rope stairways and traverse the branches of the giant tree to explore fascinating rooms representing members of a family from a new story. Capturing the spirit of the original treehouse that Walt Disney and his Imagineers built in 1962, explorers roaming among the Adventureland treehouse will encounter the Mother's Music Den, the Father's Art Studio, the Young Son's Nature Room, and the Teenage Daughter's Astronomer's Loft, with most items crafted from found objects and natural resources gathered during the family's adventures. Oogie Boogie Bash kicked off this week at Disney California Adventure, and we, of course, were there to cover it all. Uh, several new villains debuted, including Yokai from Big Hero 6 and my personal favorite, Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You can watch a video of those villainous encounters right here on the channel. Also, the frightfully fun Halloween parade returned. You can watch that on the channel as well. And there was lots of new exclusive merchandise for the event, which you can check out at DisneylandNewsToday.com. The new Spooky Tree Flight is now available at the Carthay Circle at Disney California Adventure. Spooky Tree Flight is available in the restaurant's bar and lounge. It's $89. Spooky Tree Flight pays homage to the Carthay Circle restaurant's history with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and it's directly inspired by the movie that introduced Western audiences to the idea of a feature-length animated film. Spooky tree that uh, the flight holder emulates is, is briefly seen in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. A frightened Snow White imagines the terrifying face on a normal tree roughly 10 minutes into the film. The resin holder is various shades of brown and is intricately de uh, detailed uh, with the small lines and ridged base creating the appearance of an aged tree. The tree's eyes are solid black and a vivid shade of green surrounded uh, by a forest green gradient. It holds three small ceramic cups inspired by the poison apple as seen in the film. The cups are green, yellow, and red. The apple cups are filled with a Crown Royal Regal apple-flavored whiskey, a sour apple pucker, and a cranberry juice mixed drink upon initial purchase. The Spooky Tree Flight comes with a themed box in which you can place the souvenir holder and cups after you've completed the drinks. The underneath of the cup, or I should say the holder, says first edition. So this is the first edition of this. They'll make more. Um, this is one of the coolest souvenirs I've ever seen. The box is beautiful. It's really pretty. I know it's $89, but it's a really cool display piece. And for me, one of my favorite parts of the Snow White dark rides around the world is the spooky trees, and this looks like them, obviously. So I, I think it's pretty neat. With the grand reveal of the Disney Treasure cruise ship, uh, the early booking dates for multiple Disney special interest groups like Castaway Club and Vacation Club have been released. Booking for inaugural voyages aboard the Disney Treasure are set to open on September 20th for the general public, but those who are members of the Castaway Club, Disney Vacation Club, members of Golden Oak, will get to book a few days earlier. If you're interested in booking a trip on the Disney Treasure, of course, be sure to contact Be Our Guest Vacations. They could help with this. A quick plug for them once again. Here are the early booking dates you need to know. For Pearl Castaway Club members, that'll be Tuesday, September 12th. For Platinum, that is September 13th. For Golden Oak residents, that is going to be September 13th as well. Gold Castaway Club will be September 14th. Disney Vacation Club members and Adventure Insiders are Monday, September 18th. Silver Castaway Club, September 19th. And the general public on September 20th. According to DVC News, DVC members will also have the opportunity to book a members exclusive cruise on the Disney Treasure on October 14th. And all Castaway Club members will have to sign into their account to book online starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on their booking date or contact their travel agent. For Golden Oak Club members, guests will need to call 1-800-951-3532 starting at 8 a.m. on September 13th or contact their travel agent as well.
Disney Vacation Club and Adventure Insiders will each have their own booking procedure. Disney Vacation Club members can call member services at 800-800-9800 starting at 8 a.m. Eastern on September 18th to book with reservation points only. If a DVC member is making a cash-only booking, they need to call 866-325-6348 or contact their travel agent. Adventure Insiders will call 888-272-0644 starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on September 18th or again, contact a travel agent. And finally, the general public can book at 8 a.m. on September 20th or again, contact an agent. The Disney Treasures Maiden Voyage will begin on December 21st, 2024 with a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise from Port Canaveral with stops at Tortola, British Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, and Disney's Castaway Key. Um, obviously, um, you know, this is a very big deal. This is a new ship. It's going to go fast. Um, I, I need to quickly find out. I need to somehow get on, on an additional uh, 19 cruises to get my Pearl membership before the 12th. I somehow don't think that's going to happen because uh, I really want to be on that, that maiden voyage, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Let us know. Are you going to try to get on the treasure the first few months? Are you trying for the maiden, one of those inaugural cruises? Let us know below. Uh, if you want to know more about everything that was announced for the interior of the Disney treasure, we have a separate video, a live I did with our friend uh, British from Be Our Guest, where we broke down all of the announcements about the treasure, including the Nautilus bar, there's a Jungle Cruise bar, um, an update to the Aquamouse attraction, a lot of really cool stuff. Check out that video. So, so much, too much to talk about, not enough time on this show to talk about it. It's already long enough as it is. Shanghai Disney Resort has shared a first look inside the new Zootopia land, uh, revealed the attraction name and more. In Zootopia, Hot Pursuit, guests will become a rookie police officer at the Zootopia Police Department, or ZPD. The ride is set after the events of the Zootopia film, as residents of the Animal City are gearing up for a Zootopia Day concert featuring Gazelle. Upon entering the ZPD for orientation, guests will be greeted by Officer Clawhauser, uh, which you're seeing now. We got our first look at the Clawhauser animatronic last year. But then an alarm sounds and guests are whisked away to an emergency briefing with Chief Bogo. Uh, Gazelle has been kidnapped. Guests are assigned as backup to Officer Judy Hopps and her partner, Officer Nick Wild. They hop into a police car-inspired vehicle. It's a trackless ride, it looks like. And guests will be caught up in an action-filled police chase traversing across Zootopia's various terrains, sliding across the ice of Tundra Town, prowling for fugitives through the streets of Sahara Square, and sharing a too-close-for-comfort encounter at Mystic Springs Oasis, as well as plummeting from canopies of the Rainforest District, all in pursuit of Bellwether and her gang to track down Gazelle. There will also be various meet and greets with interactions uh, with Zootopia characters that will include uh, Fru-Fru, her father, Mr. Big, Kozlov, the polar bear, Flash the sloth, uh, Yaks the yak, Duke Weaselton, uh, the weasel, and the uh, Hops family, who will talk amongst themselves and with guests from the windows of Zootopia's buildings. Of course, in 2021, we also got a preview of that Yaks animatronic. Uh, guests can also get a photo with Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde at the Zootopia Recruitment Station. Jumbo's Cafe is an ice cream shop straight out of Zootopia designed for elephants. At Jumbo's, guests can get the famous Popsicle, a paw-shaped popsicle as seen in Zootopia. They'll also be able to enjoy a chocolate marshmallow or Officer Clawhauser's favorite donuts. Shop at Fashions by Fru-Fru by the entrance of Main Street, and that's Main M-A-N-E, by the way. The Zootopia Cute Collection, new headwear, apparel, accessories, and more will be available at Fashions by Fru-Fru. And inside, there will also be special areas themed after Yaks, uh, Yaks and Duke Weaselton. And one photo shows a golden statue of Fru-Fru outside the shop. 
The last photo shared is of a Zootopian street uh, with elephant graffiti, a giraffe-inspired building, a zebra-striped crosswalk, and more details inspired by the film. And on the left is a polar bear at a podium, which we saw in its early stages back in 2021. Polar bears act as Mr. Big's bodyguard, so this one uh, may be guarding fashions by Fru-Fru. A glimpse at two audio animatronics was also shared. We talked about these briefly before, but Officer Clawhauser, who's going to be checking you in at the ZPD station, and as well, we see Chief Bogo, who's going to be briefing you on uh, your mission. Do cops go on missions? I don't know. Either way, he's going to be filling you in. Um, this is exciting. This looks great. These animatronics are great. The, the land looks super themed. Um, and so I know there's a lot of controversy. Is this going to replace dinosaur at Animal Kingdom? And if it does, I think people will love it. This is the quality we expect. A, a ride full of audio animatronics, a land that's richly detailed. Um, to be able to walk into Jumbos and order a, order a, pop, a Popsicle, um, I think this is great. You know, I will miss Dinosaur. I will miss Dino Land, but... Um, I, I think we need this in the U.S., and I think Animal Kingdom is a great home for it. Let us know in the comments how you feel. The Oriental Land Company has announced details for Disney Christmas 2023, which will take place at both the Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea theme parks from November 8th through December 25th. Disney Christmas 2023 will see the return of Disney Christmas Stories, a parade that portrays Christmas stories of Disney friends featuring dancers and parade stops. A special holiday version of the Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade Dreamlights will also be presented. That's been presented before. You can watch a video of that and Christmas stories actually right here on the channel if you'd like. At Disney Sea, guests can see the Disney uh, Christmas greeting performing one or two times daily on the Mediterranean Harbor. During the greeting, Mickey Mouse and his friends will appear in Christmas-themed outfits and celebrate the holiday with festive music, and Santa Claus will even make an appearance. The Haunted Mansion Holiday Nightmare is also back for Halloween and holiday seasons at Tokyo Disneyland will be open through January 8th of next year. Merchandise for Disney Christmas 2023 will be available starting November 7th, and among the items uh, featured will be Mickey Mouse and friends wearing Christmas outfits, uh, items featuring Lil Rin Rin, keychain sets that will be available in pairs, and new hats with a design inspired by Santa Claus's hat. And from November 1st through December 25th, guests can enjoy special holiday menus at both parks. At Tokyo Disneyland, Christmas-themed garland will be strung all around World Bazaar, in addition to the 40th anniversary decor already on display. In addition, a 15-meter tall Christmas tree will be set up, complete with the resort's 40th anniversary logo and ornaments of Little Rin Rin, a Christmas elf. Tokyo Disney Sea will also get its own 15-meter tall Christmas tree, returning to the American waterfront section for the first time in four years. The tree will light up at night and be decorated with 40th anniversary logos, and other locations at the park, such as Mediterranean Harbor and Waterfront Park, will be adorned with lights and other decor, and Cape Cod will have its own Christmas tree with Duffy and Friends-themed ornaments. The five Disney hotels will also be decorated for Disney Christmas 2023, with each hotel having its own unique decor. New Disney Christmas Day Pass designs will be offered for the Disney Resort Line monorail and will be available at the Disney Resort Line ticket machines. And guests will also be able to collect souvenir medallions with an exclusive design theme to the holiday event. In addition, the Tokyo Disney Resort Encore The Moments exhibit at Ixpiari will have costumes from the 2010 and 2011 Christmas Wishes event at Tokyo Disney Sea on display. A new popcorn bucket featuring Duffy's friend Gelatoni has been released at Disney Sea as of September 7th. The popcorn bucket is 2,600 yen. That's about $17.60 U.S. We waited in line bright and early at the Lost River Delta popcorn cart for this talented artist featured in his very own popcorn bucket. 
Though this new item is available at two different locations within Disney Sea, guests may only purchase one bucket per park ticket, which they will scan. The bucket features Duffy and Friends printed on the base with Gelatoni featured as a figure on the top of the bucket. Gelatoni wearing his beret uh, sits on the lid of this bucket as he works diligently at his favorite activity, painting. There are two different flavors of popcorn being offered to fill your Gelatoni popcorn bucket. Uh, Lost River Delta, they just have the salted popcorn, and there's caramel available at the popcorn wagon in Mermaid Lagoon. Uh, we took a peek at Gelatoni painting and saw that he's making artwork of his friends, as always. How cute. For the absolute latest on these stories and all that didn't make it into today's show, be sure to check WDWNT.com and follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. You can support the entire team behind this show and others by joining the WDWNT Interglobe Society at patreon.com slash WDWNT. Get access to exclusive content, discounted show and event tickets, and more. Special shout out to all of our WIGS members who make this show happen every week. For the worldwide leader in Disney Parks news, this is Tom Corliss saying, enjoy the rest of your today, and have a great big beautiful tomorrow. WDW News Tonight is our weekly comedy show combining the news of the week, comedy segments, thoughtful discussions, insane characters, parody commercials, games, and more. Watch live on Thursdays at 9 p.m. and become a Wigs member to get access to a bonus post show. Watch WDW News Tonight episodes anytime and live on YouTube or get the audio-only version on iTunes and other podcast services.